0: Welcome back, guys, before the Z-Wing podcast with Travis, a.k.a. Saboken, and I am Stefan Arnold. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys, we are going to do what we're going to call plot points, or a.k.a. the Rogue One effect. Plot point number one, which is going to be a huge turning point in a movie and possibly reverberations across the Star Wars saga. Why something happened, what it means... Backwards and forwards. So, Travis, Holdo Maneuver. Mm-hmm. <laughs> For those who don't know what the Holdo Maneuver is. Mm-hmm. And it was mentioned in Rise of Skywalker, actually. It was. But go ahead and tell tell the uninitiated what the Holdo Maneuver is and where it's from. In The Last Jedi. Episode 8. yeah, Holdo has taken over control
1: of the Resistance capital ship. Which That's, I think
0: is she's an admiral, admiral, yeah, yes, Emmalin,
1: and she's Kuru. thank you, and she's piloting the Radis, yes, named after Admiral Raddus from Rogue One, yes, and the First Order has discovered that the escape shuttles are flying to the planet Crate and they begin opening fire on
0: after they lost. They were losing fuel out of the regular ships. Yes. And, they and so being, they begin yep.
1: firing on those shuttles with the what remains of the resistance while Hola was trying to distract them by continuing to fly the Radis forward yes. to mask their signal. First Order starts shooting them out of the sky. She gets very, very upset. Yes. And her only recourse is to turn the ship around and hyperdrive into the main capital ship to cause the most amount of destruction to stop them from firing upon the shuttles. So
0: basically she turns herself, her ship, the Raddus, into a super weapon. A super weapon. A, basically a bullet. Mm-hmm. And destroys the supremacy. Mm-hmm. Which is we'll splits the, it in half. Splits it in half. We're going to call that destroying it. To save the rest of the rebels, including Princess Leia, mm-hmm. in, once again, Last Jedi Episode 8. Stunning scene. That was a great scene. Stunning.
1: Well, that, I had an issue with the, the moment's ramping up to that. I think that for her, if she realized that the First World was firing upon the shuttles, she should have parked the radius between the Supremacy and the shuttles so that her shield just to absorb the fire to save more people's lives. Instead, she sits there and looks out the window for an awful long time watching those shuttles get destroyed before she finally acts.
0: I don't think that would have really been possible. I mean, that's such a direct line. I mean, the shuttles are going to be moving. She's got to, like, you know, they're she's already
1: moving forward just using the inertia to, to save some lives she which just while she's trying to figure out what to do just put herself in between the yeah, two okay. she still got full shields
0: that's true okay she didn't do that so she did the whole little maneuver instead boom going through the supremacy destroys other nearby star Destroyers. Mm-hmm. the shrapnel the shrapnel stops them from attacking basically and and saves the rebels um who escaped to the planet so obvious question what is it why hasn't it been done before? Why hasn't it been done before? Regardless of how
1: epic it was. It was epic.
0: And I, let's just <sighs> jump back to that. That was my favorite part of that movie that made that movie for me just like, whoa. Oh really? Like what that was awesome. Plus they like they the way they shot it and I silence. think they they, they they did it with silence and it was just showed at multiple angles. It was just awesome.
1: Yeah, and no, it was stunning. It was definitely breathtaking. Yes. So, boom, why hasn't it been done before? If this is something that could be done. Right. Why didn't the Rebels just empty out one of their main capital ships and Return of the Jedi and hyperdrive
0: that through the Death Star? So, <laughs> let's talk about it. When I first talked to you about this Holdo maneuver, mm-hmm. you said, why doesn't everyone use it, mm-hmm. including Sith, yeah, Rebels, pirates, Pirates, Bounty Hunters, mm-hmm. The Resistance, of course, the Empire, and the, the, the First Order. So, seven and a half movies in, we get this first introduction of this maneuver. Uh-huh. It seems like an obvious thing to do. Yes. And, and you they- can do it with even fewer resources.
1: If you just put a hyperdrive on any kind of craft, it doesn't have to be manned. It could be a drone craft. And just, okay, point it at that target, hyperdrive it, boom, taking them out.
0: So they actually did a little bit of this, not this exact thing, but in Rogue One, there was a disabled Star Destroyer, and they actually tugboated it in using a hammerhead destroyer into another Star Destroyer. Yeah, they pushed it, yeah, it was disabled, they pushed it into, the yeah. Yeah, they pushed it into either another Star Destroyer or in no, just into straight a, into the gate.
1: No, it was into another Star Destroyer, and then that collapsed into the gate. Into the... But that was the, the, the force hyperdrive the thing, though. That was not hyperdrive. They were sublight engines they were using to push yes, it. Yes,
0: no, it wasn't hyperdrive. But it's obvious that you can use ships yeah. as, as weapons. Mm-hmm. I mean, in contemporary times on Earth. And there's an episode of Rebels where the same
1: thing happens. Uh, Admiral Soto, the main Rebel leader for that show, he takes uh, their commandeered carrier. It's an Imperial carrier that they commandeered and they start launching their A-wings from it, but they're being destroyed by Thrawn. In this episode, Thrawn has one of those gravity well generator star destroyers and interdictor, I think it is, or something like that, where it actually stops you from escaping because it prevents them from activating hyperdrive. Mm -hmm. So... Soto evacuates his carrier and just crashes it into that gravity well spaceship right? and destroys it, and then our, our heroes can get away. So, yeah, ramming ships into ships is something that's been done in Star Wars multiple times, but why not just use hyperdrive?
0: Why not use hyperdrive? And it seems like an obvious thing to do from the perspective of
1: uh, being desperate. the resistance
0: and yeah. being desperate. Um, maybe not something that can be done so easily from a bounty hunter perspective or... Um, see,
1: that's where I disagree. If a bounty hunter had stolen a starship from somebody and was trying to lose the empire on his tail, why not just remotely send a droid in there or just remote control, tell it to turn tail and target the ship and hit hyperdrive and bounce the other way.
0: I mean, you could do that as a bounty hunter, but generally most times you're paid more if the person's alive. I'm trying he's trying to get away with people who are pursuing him. Like he's okay. got his
1: quarry. He's being pursued by right. the empire. Okay. He turns a ship that he stole that he's not on, but a remote ship, and programs it and right. does the same thing.
0: But that's a lot of resources for i s I'm sure the Mandalorian can pull it off. Pers- a single awesome. person to do, like, yeah. hey, do you have an extra ship? If cool. A, if
1: a bounty hunter had a, a sophisticated enough droid that could remote tap into the, the control systems of another starship that they had commandeered that was empty and they could just turn
0: around and hyperdrive it. Yeah, but you have to have two ships instead of one. But it's, still, the it's point it's is, more it's
1: difficult. too easy. It, could, it should have been probably done more times than just the... The Hold'em maneuver can't be the first instance of this happening. And if it's something that's, that is now canon in the story, this is a possibility. The holdo maneuver. They even call it the on maneuver in Rise of Skywalker. Yeah. And like that character said, why don't we just do a maneuver? We'll just launch them.
0: What was he... I miss, I'm. It was That was so quick... That what would why they like shut that their, down? Yeah, their
1: explanation is very unsatisfactory. It basically Finn says that was a one in a million shot. I mean, the way you have to calculate that just can't be done. And and that she was able to do it was a miracle. Seems, which takes away from her doing seems it. Strange. Yeah, that it's like, seems strange. Anyway, really, so she just got a lucky shot in? No, she deliberately aimed that shit yeah. at that. E- so they try to write it off as is no. We of course we can't do this anymore. It's a one in a million shot. But then at the end of Rise of Skywalker over Endor. You see a star destroyer split in half with that same effect. So somebody did it. Somebody mm-hmm. split that star destroyer in half over Endor because the Ewoks were looking at it, and it was had the same debris and oh, everything. Uh, so somebody pulled it that. off. Yeah. So it's obviously not that hard. So again, why are everybody doing this now? Why didn't the Emperor right. just do take ten of his, you know, thousands of ships and just send them into there? Because if you hit enough ships at the beginning, the debris field, the shrapnel moving at hyperspace is going to cut through everything behind it. Like yeah. we saw in Rise of Skywalker. In yeah. fact, you can even argue that years after the hold maneuver performed, there's still debris from her maneuver still flying through hyperspace throughout that galaxy, that could hit somebody at random. Because it's not there's nothing to stop sure. it until it collides with
0: something, right? Right. Well, I mean, maybe virtually all of her ship was destroyed. Absorbed absorbed by the supremacy, the the capital ship, the First Order. If you
1: have a piece of fuselage that's moving at hyperspace and it hits another piece of fuselage from its impact, it's still moving at sublight speeds really fast.
0: Yes, but and it, it's, it's not no trackable. longer being propelled. Right, no, but it's, it's still it's not down. being
1: stopped until it collides with something else. That's kind of stuff. Laser swords. Who cares? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly. So,
0: anyway, folks, just to step back, I'm Stefan Arnold. He is Travis. I am the... Somewhat average fan. He is the super fan. I don't know about that. I think about it a lot. You do think about it a lot. I'm above but average. Fan. We are here to talk about all things Star Wars, and right now we're talking about the Holdo maneuver. Yeah. So it hurts the brain. What is going on? <laughs> so if you if you can think that maybe some the smaller forces just don't have the resources to waste. Okay. Let's just call it okay. So the resistance. Would want to do that because they are outgunned and outmanned. Maybe the Empire maximum or, damage or the First Order maximum damage, um, minimal costs to your side. Can't say that I've ever seen a Star Wars ship unmanned. As are do they? I mean, it's got to be technically possible. I can open my door from well, across the planet now. If the
1: ships have autopilot, then sure.
0: I've never seen an unmanned Star starship. Have you seen
1: an unmanned Star starship? No, but I'm sure it's a possibility. I mean, in Empire Strikes Back, Luke had RGD two had offered to take over the controls, which would effectively be an unmanned situation. And, and Luke says, "No, I want to see. I want to fly for a while." Or I say, oh, "No, I want to take yes. control for a while." Okay. So again, if you put a droid on there and program it to do the hyperdrive maneuver, the Holdo maneuver, bam, you've got a holdo maneuver. Yes. So it takes me back to even A New Hope. Death Star is coming around Yavin Four. Yeah, you got seconds. Take, take a Corvette and put a droid on there. It says your purpose is to hyperdrive this thing through the core of that space station. Yep. Yeah. Maximum damage.
0: Boom. So why hasn't it been To at least done? take out
1: the, the superweapon, you know, just into the dish. We might not be able to take out the whole thing, but we can stop them from firing their super superweapon. Right. So why hasn't it been done before? Exactly. So I think this is one of those things that kind of needs to be addressed. From a movie perspective, you don't have to address and, and explain everything that happens in it because that takes away the spectacle and, like, wow, give people a chance to kind of solve this puzzle on their own. You know, my headcanon says this could be a possibility, your headcanon could say it's something else. But I think Are you talking some, about
0: the specific hold maneuver? Yes, or, just or just in, in general? general.
1: Just in general. But then also the hold maneuver. So when you do something that is that big of a turn in a story, you kind of have to give it some kind of an explanation about why this hasn't been done before. You kind of have to address it. And it can't be just some simple line in the follow-up movie saying, well, it's just a one-a-million
0: shot. She got because lucky. Because it's not.
1: And it's not.
0: Why would and it be? To calculate, you know, that's the thing. This exactly. giant ship is right in front of you. You just got to go to the other side of when, it fast.
1: When General Hux saw what she was doing, he was freaking out. He knew what she was about to do. Yeah. Right. It was already too late. She was hitting hyperspace and she went right through him. Right. Let's use another example. A New Hope, the Death Star. And Return of the Jedi. After Scrutiny, the Death Star, why would the Death Star have this flaw in it that would be so easy to exploit, to destroy the thing? You know, this exhaust port. Right. Just below the main port. <laughs> so Rogue One explains Solve that. that. Yes. It solves it. It's a, That's why I call it the Rogue One effect. It's like this whole movie was written about, you know, what, a line or two from the opening crawl, but it also solves this big plot hole. Like, why would the Empire just design something that had this... this easily exploitable flaw. So Rogue yeah. One said, guess what?
0: It the, was designed
1: the guy by who a spy. In, exactly. No, a Galen spy, a, but a guy G- who was a... a yeah, sp- the yeah. designer. Galen Orso. And so he decided, I'm going to put this flaw in here and give the rebels the key to that flaw so it's really hard to detect. But the rebels can say, oh, here's the blueprints. Here's this thing you need to exploit if you want to stop this thing from going on. And so, great. Rogue One does that. Rogue One is an awesome film because... Rogue One, to, to surround...
0: As you said, it's like two lines and a big plot hole a, a, a big, oh, big big plot hole from the New Hope That why, how was it so easily exactly. destroyed but Rogue One turned those two lines and that plot hole into this fantastic movie I won't tell you if it's my favorite that's coming up in a future episode <laughs> stick with us, hit that subscribe button but I thought that was a great movie, yeah. Rogue One did it Rogue One effect mm-hmm. so, so let's make a Rogue One effect movie for the Holdo Maneuver, go.
1: I don't think you need to make a movie out, but here's my... Ex- this is how I think they should have explained it away. And I think it's very easy. Mm. So, for me it is. Okay. You have this galaxy that's starting to coalesce as far as a, a, a unified organization. Call it a republic, call it an empire, back in the day, whatever. But people are using... When when, when are you talking this about This is way, way, way in the early days of the Star Wars galaxy. This, okay. This whole Star Wars thing. So you have cultures who are using hyperspace to go from point to point to point, right? And so they have to do some kind of regulation, like, hey, okay, what are the rules of this? You can't just, you know, we can't just be flying willy-nilly in hyperspace to get planet to planet. There must be hyperspace lanes so that people aren't smashing into each other. Sure. These control points that are in deep space, there's no obstacles to get in the way. Your nav computer will navigate that trajectory and get you from point to point. And these are how we manage this. Otherwise,
0: we're going to fly through each other.
1: Exactly. Yeah. Sure. So... Along with that, you come up with accords, some kind of regulation like, OK, well, what are what ha, what is the ethics behind this? So yeah. So here are some things Okay, you can use hyperspace to do this. You can use hyperspace for humanitarian reasons. You can use hyperspace to get from you know whatever shipments and stuff. But let's also set some ground rules. It's not acceptable to hyperdrive through somebody else's spaceship. That's considered a heinous crime, like the ultimate heinous crime, because there's no way out of that. Right. I mean, we saw that in The Last Jedi. The supremacy, with all its might and firepower, could not get the hell out of the way when that when the Rattus went right through it. Yeah. So I think that if that was something that the government in the day had written into law and it had been completely honored throughout all the history of Star Wars That's... up until this point, you just don't do it because it's such a heinous crime that not even the Empire did that. Like, this, this is something you don't do because this could be exploited into mass genocide and we're not even going to do that.
0: I don't think just because it's a heinous crime, it's not going to happen. But if it's Because agree- the re- resistance by, no, but by if it, definition is desperate.
1: Yeah. But if it's agreed upon by all civilized... <laughs> civilizations, sorry, of all civilizations say, yeah, we just don't participate in that kind of heinous act. It's just not done. Boom. The Empire never did it. They could have, but they
0: didn't. It's never good PR to do that, no matter if you're... In charge, so, quote-unquote, exactly as the Empire. So we'll talk about PR. So what does Holdo do?
1: She's desperate. There's no way to save her people. So she says, I'm going to do the most heinous act, the thing that no one will ever do, no one that we've all agreed upon from ages upon ages that this is the one thing you just don't do, and I'm going to do it to save my people. And at the end of that movie, Leia sends out a signal to their allies out wherever saying, can we rally them to come save us? And no one responds. And my thought was maybe the reason why they didn't respond is because the first order broadcast what Holdo did, this heinous, agreed upon, heinous act. And turned that's the galaxy. That's real I don't thin. think so. I think that's that, thin. Because that puts our heroes at the lowest point. One of their own had done something so subversive to their cause. That they left, they abandoned them at the last minute when they needed them the most. And when you have a a three act or a character arc, there's always that moment just before the end where they have to hit rock bottom. That would have been that piece that caused them to hit rock bottom. No.
0: And I, I think, think if that- you're so desperate that you're getting wiped out, you're getting picked off literally shuttle by shuttle, that's the only way you get saved. How many rebels and how many people across the galaxy sympathetic to the rebel cause are gonna be like she shouldn't have done that. You nope. Know,
1: because I'm going to tell you the same thing I just said at the beginning of this conversation. All she really needed to do to save those guys was park the ship between the two of no. them. That would have given them enough time to get to crate because it would have taken a while for the Supremacy to cut its way through her, and then finally start firing upon them, and they would have made it to the surface of the planet and hidden inside that base.
0: If she I was, think the shuttles were so spread out that she might have been able to protect one or two, but the rest of them were all spread out as they were launched first and second. And Again,
1: I think... Turning your ship, I don't care how much you hate the enemy, turning your ship and going hyperdrive. Because there's a lot of workers on that thing.
0: On the supremacy? Yeah. I mean, it's a military ship, so you would think that they were all in the military. But these were
1: kids who were stolen at birth and turned into stormtroopers. And yes, they're brainwashed and they're causing
0: a lot of pain and suffering. That's that's going pretty deep as well. Is it? Isn't that the point? I mean, if you're fighting, if you're the resistance, or you're fighting the, um, the excuse me, the First Order. I mean, are not. Those troopers not gonna, are
1: not there by choice. They're not there by choice. They're brainwashed into doing this. So why wouldn't you want to save them? To snap them out of say, You're hey. not going
0: to be able to save them anyway. You're not going to be able to save them. Mm. I mean, you don't have a plan to save them. Maybe that's a movie. Maybe that's a movie where the resistance tries to yeah. solve that problem of. Baby, babies are being kidnapped. But at that moment, when the entire resistance is going to be wiped out, including Princess Leia, the most important resistance... I mean, she's the, the leader of the resistance. Mm-hmm. And all the rest of the resistance, the whole thing is going to be wiped out. I don't what care. else are you going to do? She did the so holdo maneuver. The
1: holdo maneuver, I think that if you're going to try to explain it away so it isn't an issue... I think it's as quick as you say it was a law that was accepted by everybody that you just don't perform a heinous act. And she did it anyway. And that caused the the resistance to be regarded poorly by the rest of the the world.
0: I think you may. I can see the heinous crime part. I'm not sure that it would ever have been done by the resistance before, but I, I can see the heinous crime part and sure it, so it's not done up until this point there's mm-hmm. got to be at some point. there's got to be it, the first one so maybe she was the first one I don't think that the people sympathetic to the resistance are going to reject the resistance over that act that is well
1: obviously you can't have that be the case because they need to still come and save them at the very very end of this whole thing which they eventually do but I think not responding oh spoiler alert well <laughs> but not responding to it is sort of not endorsing it
0: okay all right.
1: I might internally and quietly say, well, wow, she did what had to be done, but I'm not going to go out in the middle of the town and say, look what she did. That was great. Cause there might be people like, dude, why are you a monster? You think that's a great thing to do? Cause what happens when everybody starts doing it?
0: Yeah. And as I've studied it a little bit, I mean, there's implications of, you know, why everyone hasn't been doing it. What would it, you know, physically work or whatnot or how that works with space but if we just kind of put that aside and say you can do it it's possible it needs there's, to there's more. really no counter there's no counter uh how could you stop it mm-hmm. if you're flying behind somebody and you're flying at whatever sublight speed or whatever and they turn around how can you stop it you you can't almost
1: but that whole battle sequence was was Illogical from the get go, right? I mean, why didn't the, the first order just send a couple star destroyers hyperspace ahead of her and then come back from the other side and just catch her in the crossfire?
0: Yeah, because then the ripples would have been sure. It was it a good. beautiful scene, though. It was great. That's why it was great. That's why it was a, a pivotal moment in The Last Jedi, and that's why we talked about that maneuver, which took about a minute on screen or less, for 26 minutes. You thought we'd only be able to talk five minutes on this. I
1: said 15. It was Did five you? minutes on the, the maneuver, five minutes on the solve for it, or 10 minutes on the solve for it. That's 15 minutes. That's cool. 26 minutes. Nice.
0: 26 minutes. We pulled off we episode blows. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm not going to do the Holdo maneuver on you. All right, guys. A little bit of a shorter episode. So that is plot point number one, the Holdo maneuver. And we have more. Why... Han Solo's name was recognized by the Empire. Why wasn't it recognized by the Empire? Why wasn't it recognized by the Empire? If he was a member
1: of the Empire, then why is it when they boarded his ship and he had to dump his cargo, when they scanned him and said, oh, you're Han Solo. Solo, you're a defector. Hmm. Explain yourself. Yes. Yes, movies. Explain yourself.
0: We'll get into that. (laughs) We'll also get into why uh, R2-D2's unique map is only a Jedi map. Vader's Force Ghost and... Is Ray a no?
1: No, no, no! Don't give that one away. Don't do it. Don't do it.
0: Is Ray something no. that we're not going to talk about on this episode? <laughs> apparently, yes. Okay, that's for future episodes. Got plenty of those episodes coming up, guys. Um, and we are going to talk about Star Wars fan scale. We have to get on that. We have to figure that out. And <laughs> eighty-nine. Don't don't look at me like. Blank, we're going to figure that fan scale out. Hint, if you have bed sheets, like I've said before, you're well ahead of the pack.
1: How I, else are you well ahead
0: of the pack? But my kids do. Yes, that counts. If you wear t-shirts in public. <laughs> if you wear... Nah, that's but not,
1: not, me, not the gapper
0: holding. <laughs> yes, but this is one, guys. Right now, the scale is going to give you five points for a full question. Or like, if you answer the question fully... Or can answer to say yes to that question. It's five points. We're working on the scale. So you get five points if you've been married in Star Wars costumes. That's an automatic five points. Five points. And I think we're doing a hundred scale. So that's five out of a hundred right like that. There's going to be 20 questions, See, I, I think.
1: Have, I would have given somebody ten points for that at least. That's commitment.
0: Well, that's why we're going to have an entire episode on the Star Wars the fan scale. The awesome. cosplay is awesome cosplay is fun i was hoping to see some cosplayers when i went to rise of skywalker on monday my wife after her it. star wars pajamas <laughs> <laughs> i was hoping to see some on monday after the opening there um but i did not see any it was it was a little bit of an older crowd which a little bit that's uh, where we live that's where we live if you were in san francisco or new york
1: i'm sure there were some cosplayers absolutely
0: all day every day absolutely Anyway, guys, we are going to sign off once again. He is Travis, aka Sabokin, sabokin.com, S U B O K E N. I am Stefan Arnold, F Observer on the intrawebs, fantasyfootballobserver.com. And that's it. We are before the ZW on Twitter, that's the letter B, the number four, the ZW on Twitter, before underscore the underscore Zwing on Instagram. And before the Z-Wing on Facebook, why do we have three different names? To keep us under the radar of the Empire, of course. Anything else, Travis, before we sign off? No, thank you so much for listening. Plot point number one, the Rogue One effect, Holdo Maneuver. Let's Let's call it a show. Thanks so much, guys. Before ZW, never underestimate a droid.